What's up, people? This is not for nothing. Little Water Radio. I am one of the Chris's. I'm K Chris. I'm in the driver's seat tonight. I'm hosting. Uh, C Chris is out on vacation in Hawaii. Lucky son of a gun. He's um. He's got the good life right now. Uh, so he's on vacation. We're actually going to try to call him a little bit later, halfway through the show. Um. Checking with him, we'll do some picks with him, talk to him a little bit, try to keep him on track, uh, and see uh, see if we can accomplish that. It'll be our first time, I'm not sure on the uh, technical difficulties, if we'll run into any, hopefully we won't. And so it's me, you get me for a half hour, lucky you. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, like I said, you listen to Little Water Radio, this is not for nothing. Uh, I'm in the driver's seat tonight, we're going to have a good time, I hope. And um, we're going to talk some football like we normally do. Not for nothing, but that's what this show is. Hope you can handle it. Uh, Monday night. So it's Monday night football. And guess what? Where are they? Uh, the Oakland Raiders and the Houston Tennis- uh, Texans Tennesseans, play um, in Mexico. Mexico City. How about that? First game in almost 20 years, I think, playing in Mexico. That's kind of cool, right? Are we excited? Would, would you want to you you up for this game? You want to watch this game? I do. I certainly want to watch this game. I think it'll be exciting. I, I, I'll, I'm interested in seeing what kind of the crowd is. I think it'll be great. I mean, the tickets, um, whenever they were put on sale, like you know, last year or sometime, um, they were sold out within 48 hours. It's pretty good. You know, I mean, they got a big draw. The Raiders, I think, are a huge draw in Mexico. I think they have a big following down there. Why? I don't know. Um, but why not? They're the Raiders. Raiders always, you know, probably draw crowds. People love the Raiders. Silver and black. I don't think you can go wrong with that. Um, man, this is, I gotta tell you, this is weird. I'm sitting, I'm sitting in the seat Chris normally sits in. Um, and it feels weird. I'm looking out the window onto the South Street Seaport Plaza there. It's kind of freaking me out a little bit. I can see everybody. They can see me. Normally I sit over on the corner. Can't see me. I'm hidden. Um, I'm a little uncomfortable with this right now, I think. But uh, I'll get used to it. Um, it's a different perspective, and I don't, I don't, I'm not sure I like it so much. Um, but, um, but I'm just, I'll, I'll sit here, I'll do this. Um, and then Chris will come back next week, and then everything will be back to normal, and life will be good. And, um, I can, I can myself, burrow myself into my little hole over there again. Anyway, <laughs> the Raiders, Raiders and Texans. Uh, Monday Night Football. I think this game is going to be huge. The, the stadium is huge itself. I mean, I think it holds over 100,000 people. Um, it's, uh, it, it's, I think it's going to be a packed rocking house. I think it's going to be exciting. I think it's going to be good for the game. I'm, I'm kind of excited to see what happens with this one. Um, I got a friend actually who's a big Raiders fan, so I think he's going to come over, watch the game with me, have a couple beers, see what happens. But we're not get too rowdy. Um, but it, this brings up an interesting, interesting question that I was thinking about with a game in Mexico and the game in London, right? And this international sort of, um, perspective of, of the NFL, like, you know, global branding itself. Um, and, you know, m- being in Mexico, playing a game, would they ever, you know, is their goal maybe to have a team, you know, move there? Um, which actually, I, I was just thinking about this on the way over, and it's, it's interesting. 
San Diego is sort of homeless now at this point because they lost their uh, their, their their ballot on the on the election to to build a new stadium downtown. So they're kind of homeless. They don't know where they're going to end up in an, another couple of years. Maybe they go to L.A. Um, although a lot of people, you know, from what you kind of read in here, that's not really an option. I think the NFL wants to keep them in San San Diego. Um, they don't want two teams necessarily in L.A., especially if it's if it's you know the Chargers and the and the uh, and the Rams. Um, and a very sexy boys and girls. Um, and then and then you know. Where else would they go? Uh, the Raiders move to Vegas. Um, a team goes to London, maybe. I don't know. I still have my doubts about an actual team playing in London, for you know, and being a permanent home. Um, what about Mexico? With the Chargers, with the San Diego Chargers, move somewhere in Mexico. I mean, they're practically on the border. I mean, they are on the border right now. What if they just move instead of moving north to LA? What if they move south and they went south into Mexico somewhere? And I, I was thinking about this, and I just I was like, you know what? I mean, it's not a, it's not that far fetched. I don't think. Is it any more far fetched than, L, or uh, London? I don't know. But, the more I thought about it, the more I was concerned maybe with, you know, a team, being in Mexico for a full season, right? And the players, having to live, in Mexico for you know six, eight, nine, maybe even ten months out of the year. Um, you know, they're just, just tonight alone, just for this game, apparently the Houston Texans sent out a memo to their team, uh, basically telling them, don't leave the hotel once you're in and once we get there, which was last night. So they traveled the night before. Normally teams get there three, four days ahead of time. They traveled last night. Also has to do with their altitude. Apparently that, I mean, the elevation there is incredible, uh, and much higher than anywhere else in, in even like Denver, which you know, always says the players have uh, problems with, with their altitude uh, adjusting. Um, but, uh, so, the Texans, you know, said don't leave the hotel. You stay Once you're in the hotel, stay in the hotel. Leave, and then uh, the other, some of the other bullet points were uh, leave all your jewelry back at home, right? Don't travel with your jewelry, don't bring large sums of money, and don't use the ATMs. Those are big no-nos, apparently. Don't do that in Mexico. I've never been to Mexico Ali is enough as it is, being a West Coast guy for most of my life. I never went to Mexico. Um, but, I've, you know, you always hear the stories and the rumors and, like, uh, the, you know, Montezuma's Revenge uh, and don't drink the water, which is actually apparently true. Uh, that was also one of their items is don't drink the water, no ice, uh, and only drink bottled water that has been provided for you. So, um, I, you know, and then also the, the, the even more interesting thing I thought was actually – they even told them, don't even order room service. So don't in the hotel. You're in the hotel. You're you're at this place where the deem or the team deemed worthy enough for you to stay, and appropriate for you, um, and the conditions should be fine. But they're even telling the team, the players, don't eat from the hotel. Don't order room service. Only eat meals that are designated the team meal room, which apparently. So I can only mean. I can only infer this to mean that it, you know, bring, bring uh, whatever that the team has brought in on their own, catered in a sense, or had it prepared in coordination with somebody from the hotel or their own chef. I don't know what that means. I didn't go into specifics, obviously, but it just says 
only eat meals in the designated team meal room. Otherwise, don't do anything else. So basically, go to Mexico City, get in your hotel room, lock it, stay the night. Next day, play a game and get the hell out of there, which is, which is sort of bizarre to me. So that brings up, you know, that brings, again, that brings up an interesting question of, you know, player safety and concerns uh, for numerous reasons of, of having a team actually be, you know, uh, in Mexico. Um, you know, how, how would the players react, you know, trying to live there, you know, year round, you know, how safe would they be? Would you have to, who knows what you would have to do, you know, to find proper lodging, your families, you know, your, you know, your wives, your kids, um, you know, who's really going to want to live there year round probably if, you know, if all these other things are, are that big a deal, um, you know, there's, you know, the kidnappings, all that kind of crap that's down there apparently. I just, th- I think it's a lot of logistics and concerns and challenges before a team would ever even get close to even thinking about probably moving to Mexico uh, to, uh, you know, to, to play a whole season there. So, anyway, Monday Night Football's games there. It's, it's, it's a great, it's a great, uh, it's a great thing that they're doing. You play one game there. It's like London. It's probably best that a team isn't there full time. Um, and probably London's probably the most logical place uh, if a team is actually going to move out of the country. Although, why doesn't Canada get any love? I mean, they got the CFL, right? Um, but why, why, why can't we put a team in Canada? You know, Buffalo's right on the border. Seattle's not too far off the border from Vancouver. It's about a three-hour drive. You know, Buffalo's right there with Toronto, I guess. Um, why can't why, why can't you put it? Why won't you put a team in, in Canada? I mean, you're gonna you're going all the way halfway around the country or the world and going to London. We're going to Mexico, you know, which seems both bad, bad ideas uh, for different reasons. Why don't you just put, put a team in Canada? You got Toronto, uh, you know, Montreal, Vancouver. Those are probably only the, the real big cities that could probably make it work. Um, but why, why isn't that a logical choice? Why isn't Canada on there? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Uh, at this point, but um, I, I thought it was an interesting question. Um, so, who are we rooting for? Raiders? Texans? Tonight? Do we care? Is it that big a deal? We'll get into the spread a little bit later when we get Chris on the phone. Uh, that was just my initial thought with tonight's game. I just thought it was interesting with with coming in uh, and playing the game in Mexico. I mean, that should be fun. Uh, I think, you know, uh, they they the last time I think they played a game there was in the 90s. Um, it was it was Cowboys and the Oilers. That's how long ago it was. The Houston Oilers were, were still a team, and um, it was a preseason exhibition game. And they still packed that house, 113,000 people. That place was insane for a preseason game. So you can imagine a regular season game with a lot on the line tonight. Uh, Den, uh, Oakland trying to keep pace uh, and and stay atop of their division, uh, keeping Denver and San, uh, Kansas City at bay. And also uh, tying actually the best record in the AFC right now with with Patriots, I think they'd both be eight and two. So I, I mean for them it's a big game. They got a lot to prove. I think Texans, you know, decent team defense. Uh, we'll see if their offense can keep up uh, at all. Keep pace with Oakland's uh, defense going against them. Oakland's defense could be hit or miss. Who knows? But um, it, uh. You know, and then the altitude. That was the other one last thing I, I was thinking about. This. The altitude apparently it's a, quite a big factor there. It's you know a couple thousand feet higher even than Denver, 
So if people, you know, lose their oxygen or uh, lose their air, you know, playing and get tired easier, uh, think about what this what this game is going to mean playing in Mexico City. Um, something weird happened yesterday, and it hasn't happened before. <laughs> Unfortunately, it involves kickers. <laughs> this is not this. This is the dumbest thing in the world. I mean, we're talking. I mean, this season. This you can almost say this whole season has been the year of the kicker, right? I mean, for some of the ridiculous, you know, misses, blocks, uh, players jumping over the the line, the center, uh, the long snapper, you know, going for uh, either field goals or extra points. When we started this season, did anybody ever think that like probably the biggest storyline so far this whole year is is with maybe the exception to Tom Brady missing four games because that stupid deflate gate thing is that the, is the kickers would sort of maybe rule the topic of the day uh, from week to week. I, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't know why. And, and I'll kind of expand on that more because this is stupid. Uh, and as much as I like kickers and I think kickers don't f- receive a fair shake, I don't think this is the kind of attention you want for kickers uh, and for football games and football teams is, is the focal point coming in the next day after games on a Monday morning and all day Monday talking about kickers. And now Monday night, we're talking about kickers. Uh, which also might actually tie in nicely with Snipe because with the altitude, uh, the kickers might actually factor in into this game very heavily. Uh, and because you can, uh, apparently you can kick the ball a little bit farther with the with the thin air. Uh, so, you know, watch out Sebastian Janikowski from like the 50-yard line, which would make it a 66, 67-yard field goal attempt, maybe setting a record tonight. I think I almost guarantee it that the Raiders and, and Janikowski will actually attempt to maybe set a record tonight for, for longest field goal ever. We'll see. We'll see what happens there. Uh, uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't put a pass in, and uh, I'm, I'm going to go on record right now and make that prediction. I'm, I'm going to say they're going to at least attempt one to see. Uh, either tie it or, or break the record. I think just to do it. Why not? You know, um, see what happens. But getting back to the kickers, this is this is uh, <laughs> twelve extra points were missed yesterday on a Sunday. It's the most in NFL history in one day. Two years ago, I think I think nine extra points were missed all year, and this happened twelve in one day, and. I don't, you know, this is, you know, the result of moving the, moving it back um, and not making this a chip shot and, and basically the easiest play in the history of sports. But I don't, I don't know how this makes this, I don't know how this makes it more entertaining, right? Watching a kicker kick a, kick this extra point and just shanking it. How, how is this more exciting to the, for the game? How is this more entertaining? Why do you want to see, like, I, I heard some people talking this morning, Oh well, you know you're not going to go go to the bathroom now during the extra point. You're going to sit and watch. It's you know it's compelling. It's it's part of the game now. You're, you're not you know you're not going to want to miss it. It's must see TV. I don't get it. It's just stupid. I think it's utterly. It just it, it drives me crazy that everyone's like trying to sell this as like oh this is a big deal and this is really entertaining. It's a it's a one point attempt. I, it, it, why do I want to watch a kicker miss it too? Right? Like, there's there's no value in that. There's no entertainment in watching a guy shank it just because he's he's a couple yards further back. And it, it does... 
it does nothing for me. It absolutely does nothing. For, and I understand. I think all these people who are saying it's, it adds more excitement or it's more intriguing and the, all of a sudden it brings a little strategy into the game. M- maybe the strategy down the road because, you know, in, this, in the Seahawks-Eagles game last, yesterday, Se- uh, Seahawks scored a touchdown, missed the extra point. And then it was like, oh, you know, Eagles tied it up, went back. They scored a touchdown. Now they're up by one. All right. For a little while there, that was a factor. That extra point was a factor until the Seahawks in the second half clamped down. Defense went on a roll, shut down Wentz and, and the Eagles offense, and they blew him out by almost 20 points. So that one point does not come into play. It comes into play for a few minutes potentially here and there in the course of a game. But to watch a kicker miss it, it it's, not, it's just not exciting to me. It's, it's actually, I think it's sad because it ruins these kickers' mentalities. It, it, it gets in their heads. I think it affects them on other field goals during the course of the game, other extra point attempts later on in the same game. You're, and you're, this is the other thing. The NFL is taking points away from the game and taking points off the board during a, during a game, for each game, and which this goes against everything. The NFL has tried to be trying to do and implement rules-wise for the last 20-plus years probably and making the offense the focal point of this game and, like, giving the offense all the advantages. And now you're, now you're trying – now you want to take points potentially away from them? I, it, I think, to me, it's, you know, it, it's the exact opposite of what they're trying to make this game be about. And it's shooting them in. The, once again, I think they're overthought this process, and they're and they're just. I'd rather have. The, I'd rather go back to the old school. I'd rather just make it a, ch- a chip shot, nice and easy. Let them hit it. Move on. Like who cares? Or or figure out this rule somewhere else where you put the two point conversion is on the one yard line, right? Because then maybe a little more strategy. Because I'd rather I'd rather have more two point conversions. I'd rather and attempts. I'd rather watch a team go for two points and fail. Then a kicker go for one point and fail, right? I'd, I'd rather watch a team go try to go for two and fail than I'd rather watch a kicker make one point. Because that, to me, there seems a lot more strategy involved in that, a lot more excitement. Um, it's it's just not it's you know a kick. Who cares about a kick? I, I mean, a field goal might win it in the end of a game, right? The extra point might win win or lose, but unless it happens at the end of the game. I just, I just don't care. I don't care. And it's, can you imagine, come, say this, this playoffs this year, you know, is the Super Bowl, is one of the, the championship games going to come down to a missed extra point? Is that what we want from the game? What if we have the most amazing Super Bowl ever in the history of this sport? And it comes down because a kicker missed a field goal or missed an extra point. In the last seconds, you know, it just I, it, like, do you want that? Do you want to go? Oh, you know, that was the missed extra point game. Uh-uh, have fun, bye bye. I, I think it's stupid. I, I I just absolutely think it's the dumbest thing I want to I want to see. Um, they need to, so they need to, they need over in the off season they need to go back and they need to refigure this out. I'm sure there's plenty of good ideas out there. Um. I mean, I, one of them was just, like I said, you know, make the two-point conversion on the one-yard line and, and see if that increases the odds for teams to actually wanted to go uh, move forth and, and try more extra point, uh, two-point conversions. You know, because teams are already slightly doing it. Tomlin's great. Steelers, 
he only he almost makes it a practice if they score first in the game. He's going automatically for two points just to put a little more pressure on the team maybe and see what they do. I, I think there's a lot more uh, strategy and better ideas out there with, with going for two at this point in time. I mean, you want to make this you want to make this game more entertaining and you want more points on that board. It's, it's your basis of your whole philosophy of the NFL right now. Why not, why, not, why not encourage that further? Why not push that further forward instead of making it a 30-whatever-yard extra point and watching these guys miss it day in and day out? And sometimes twice a game. I mean, this is whatever. Which, which is also another thing. This kind of ties into, you know, when you, if you're at a game, I don't want to watch that, right? I already said that. I don't want to watch an extra point attempt and him and the kicker missing your fan. But I was, I was watching the games yesterday. And I, was, and I was cycling through them, the early games. And there was no, there was no good game on, right? There was no great game that I was like, oh, I got to sit and watch this one. This one's really entertaining. It's kind of back and forth, and it's really good. They were all kind of a little boring. They were a little, like, dull. But the, and I was watching them, and I was watching, I mean, I, I was I literally, I think I, the, most, the game I watched the most was the Colts and the Titans. <laughs> I mean... If, if, that's your, if that's your game of the day, you know, the early game of the day, I, I think you have a little bit of a problem. But the, I, was, I was watching this game. And I was sitting there watching for about five minutes, right? And it was, it was kind of slow. No one was scoring yet. It was early in the game. And I noticed, I said, I was, obviously I was sitting by myself, so I said, I talked to myself, which, you know, whatever. But um, I, was, I noticed in this game with Colts and the Titans, like the crowd, it was quiet. You could literally, I think you could literally hear like the AC unit in the dome running and kicking. And it was, it was, it was, the, it was the weirdest thing in the world. It was so strange. I couldn't, I couldn't understand how you have that uninteresting of a game. It was that dull of a game. Even the crowd in the stadium and the fans, and they were just like, oh, whatever, what's happening? What's going on? Oh, Colts are driving? Great. Uh, they're the home team, so... All right, yeah, 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 Colts, go Colts, Colts, mm, yeah, it was fine. Oh, good play, luck, yeah. I mean, it was weird, and then so I, I turned off that game. I, I switched to another one, and I, uh, I think I got to the, it was the Lions and the Jags, which, you know, wasn't a good game again. It got a little more interesting, you know, in the second half, I think, which I think a lot of these, te- these games did in, in, the, in the early games. But it was the same thing. It was the same thing. There was, you couldn't hear anything. There was no crowd. You, you could hear the commentators crystal clear. You could hear everything. You could almost hear the refs talking to themselves on the field. Um, it, like, you, it was just, it was bizarre. And it, I, I, like, makes me a little mad that these, that's how bad these, these games are. And how uninteresting they are. I, you know, I watched, there was a couple other ones too, and I, I, I didn't write them down. I can't remember precisely which ones they were. But it was, they were all kind of ho-hum. And, and I was just like, ah, oh, this, is, this is the best. We got Buffalo and Cincinnati. That was another one. I turned that one on. I think someone scored fairly early in that game. But still, it was like, for what? It was like the team is driving down the field. Usually there's excitement. One, it's either f- for the home team and the offense is driving. Or the home team, uh, the defense is on the field and they're trying to stop a drive and a, and a touchdown, you know, potential touchdown coming on. There was no energy. There was no energy, no enthusiasm from the crowd. And even the, you could tell almost the players were just sort of like – 
you know, kind of, oh, here's the play. I'm going to, all right, here, I got to make the tackle. Okay, great. And then there was no clapping or applauding. There was no crazy fans. They didn't even cut away to the fans because that's how boring it was. Is the TV broadcast wasn't even, usually you get the fans and there's the face painters and the guys are dressed up and they're stomping and clapping and whatever. There was none of that. It was just, it was like the, the broadcast was on the field because I think they knew how bad these, the fans were. And it was just, uh, it was driving me crazy. So I watched a couple other games. Arizona-Minnesota was kind of exciting a little bit. Um, that seemed to have a little more energy. And especially with Minnesota, they just they blow that horn almost every other play, which I think helped actually in this sense. I, normally, I think that might have been annoying. But to, for that game, for that day, I think it helped get the crowd going a little bit more and get them kind of revved up and pumped up a little bit more. I even, I even went back later to each of these games, right? Because I was saying, like, there wasn't one game that I was just circling through. Um, and, and you know, one I just couldn't focus on. It, uh, I, I, just, I just couldn't sit down and focus on one game. Normally you can find one game and you're like, oh, they're better than all the others. And you're like, oh, this is a really great game. It's really interesting. Um, so I, I went back, to, you know, I went back to all these games, circle back around them, and still, a lot of them were still kind of dull. And, 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 uh, it, I just, it was, it was just bizarre. It was absolutely bizarre. I couldn't figure it out. Uh, it, di- it just didn't make any sense to me. And I, it drove me crazy. It absolutely drove me crazy. Um, all right. I think we're about five minutes out. We're going to call Chris here in a second, but I want to get to one more thing because this guy, this guy, Jeff Fisher, I, he's got, he's the, he's literally the worst coach I think in the history of the NFL. Um, uh, he, <laughs> I, did, I didn't get a chance to text. I was watching this guy yesterday. I was watching that game, Miami and, and the Rams. And, and this guy, he's a 58-year-old man, and he's wearing his hat on backwards, you know, with his headset and his shirt. And it was just like, dude, you're not – I was like, right, hopefully someone got a screen caption of this somewhere, and they're going to post it all over the place because this, this guy just looks like an idiot, right? He lo- oh, he's, he's terrible. Anyway, so this, this whole game kind of sums up the whole thing uh, of him and his career and, and the way he coaches and whatnot. He challenges a fourth down play where the runner was obviously short of the first down marker. He was, a, he was at least a yard, almost a yard and a half short, right? Replays, I mean, you didn't even have to see slow motion replays. You could just tell he was short. What does Jeff Fisher do? Uh, he calls, he throws the challenge fly. Now, I don't know if he has anybody up in the booth going, hey, that's a bad idea, don't do this. Or if he's just, does he just go on instinct and gut? Is he so old school, he just goes on instinct and goes, hey, I'm, I think that was a bad call, I'm going to challenge that one. Even though he was clearly more than a yard away from the first down marker. He, 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 he just doesn't manage a game. He's a bad, he's a terrible coach. He's just awful. And now going on his gut instinct once again he's like oh no this whole season J- jared goff number one quarterback uh drafted last year um and he's like no jeff uh, jared goff isn't isn't ready he's not you know he's not starting he's not ready I'm not playing him yet all of a sudden this last week uh, now he's ready anyway we're gonna put him against the dolphins you know as opposed to maybe the jets a week ago who's who's a worse team uh dolphins are coming off what four four straight wins i think or something so he's like, yeah, we'll put him in against the Dolphins, who has a pretty good defense. But all of a sudden, all of a sudden, within a week, this guy's ready to play, and he's ready to start. What happens? 
Jared Goff looked fine. He looked okay. You know what he looked like? He looked like every other Rams quarterback for the last six years that uh, Jeff Fisher has been head coach. It was nothing special. Looked average. Of course, this is what Fisher. This guy kills. This guy kills me. He's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> this is what he's. These were his positives for for Jared Goff for the game. Uh, they're listed as well. He got no delay of games. He controlled the huddle, and he didn't. He did a nice job at the line of scrimmage. And then Jeff Fisher says after that, he's like, "So you know, you, you know, you take that, you, you can see the light," <laughs> which which means he he you could see the potential down the road. You know, he just needs a little more time, a little more coaching, a little more seasoning. This this guy is saying this. Your your best trait about your starting quarterback and your number overall pick is that he he didn't call any delay of games. Right? I mean, if nothing else, the quarterback should have command of the huddle. And he should have, he should do a nice job at the line of scrimmage. I mean, those should be just basic tenements of a quarterback. It, it drives it drives me crazy. I, I so you take a number one overall quarterback who you say haven't been ready, and you, and he needs development time. And seven months later, this is what you get out of him. This is this is what you get. Is you get a game manager and a guy who just follows the checklist before the play is even started. <laughs> this guy this guy is bad he's just horrible and he's and he's playing for his job and he's he's using and abusing everyone uh everyone around him just for his own his own his own well he, he's a detriment to the rest of the team anyway i gotta stop talking because i'm gonna call chris here chris is actually texting me like where the hell are you um so <laughs> Let's call Chris and see if we can get him on the line. We're going to get him up. We got the phone ringing. Aloha. Aloha. Can you hear me? Can you hear me at all? I can hear you great. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you great too. I got you on the headphones. I wasn't sure about uh, how this was going to work necessarily. Um, okay. Can you? Are we live right now? We are live right now. That's right, baby. All right. Yeah. All right. I'm driving the bus yeah. tonight. Not for nothing, but fucking Hawaii's nice over here. Yeah. We should do a remote show from Hawaii one time. We should do that. We should do our. We should do the uh, the the whatever the All Star game, the Pro Bowl. Ooh. Hawaii. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's in uh, that's in Orlando, though. I think. Oh. Uh, yeah. Well, fine. Whatever. Oh well. Whatever. Whatever. So, so as far as you know, people, the the world can hear me right now, right? Yeah, I mean, I can hear you. Um, I can hear can you through you the. See head- me in the level. I can see you. In the, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. Say something sweet, real quick. Okay, say that on the levels. Yeah, you're on the levels. You might be a little right. low on the on the volume. It's it's a it's not quite up there on the levels, okay. but it's about what we got. Uh, so we'll go with it. I apologize. I apologize. Everyone out there, um, I'm on a beach. I'm actually in Waikiki right now. We're about ready to head to the North Shore, but I took a little detour. Yeah, you are. My wife's in the ocean. I can see her, uh, but it is a little windy. So if it gets annoying, let me know, and I'll pick. I'll get off the headphones and I'll pick up the receiver. Old school. No, no, we're good. So far, so good. Okay. Yeah. All right. So what are you? What are you been talking about? Jurgen Klinsmann being fired? Yeah, yeah. I, I went. I went U.S. Soccer Extreme. Uh, and I, I somehow I managed to fill uh, twenty nine minutes of just Jurgen Klinsmann. <laughs> just you. Uh, just twenty nine. 
Twenty-nine minutes of soccer. All right. Twenty-nine minutes of soccer, and well, I did it. I did it in a German accent the whole time. But in a sad German accent, you're like, oh, yes. you're getting. Yes, I had to eat this Snickers bar. I'm so sad. <laughs> um, let me. Uh, so, what do you want to talk about? Um, I mean, let's get to. Um, let's just get into picks. We got. Um, you know. I'm. I'm ready for picks. Let me. Uh, here, here let me I'll start you off with this. I, I started off where I was. I. Right from the beginning, I start talking about the Mexico game here tonight, Monday Night Football, um, yeah. which I think is going to be exciting. That can help lead us into these these picks and these and everything. Um, I mean, I think it's kind of cool that they're in Mexico. Uh, hopefully, it's. Um, you think you think it's cool to in Mexico? Yeah, why not? Be in Me- if you're going to London, why aren't you going to Mexico for a I, game? Because Me- Mexico doesn't get me a nine o'clock game. <laughs> you're all My about the. <laughs> You're my all about the early games now. Exposure to these other countries. <laughs> my heart is in getting to watch football at 9 a.m. Well, maybe they should put it. I think they should put a game in in Hawaii from now on. How about that? Well, and I not mean, the Hawaii Pro Bowl. Not the Pro Bowl. Just uh, just a game in Hawaii. Two teams meet. I think that'd be pretty awesome. Or like a playoff game or something, right? Just yeah, the travel doesn't make sense though. It makes and as honestly, much sense as goes in London. I don't think. I have seen a lot. I will say, Chris. Uh, yesterday was Sunday. Um, I saw a lot of Seahawks fans. I can't tell if they were local or not, mm. but there were a lot of Seahawks fans in Hawaii. So maybe a Seahawks game out here because that's an easy travel. That would be awesome. Easy. Or may- yeah, get like two two West Rams Coast games. Yeah, conference right. Game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Or San Francisco, maybe. Yeah, or like Raiders Seahawks or something. Maybe I don't know. Chargers. I could. Uh, well, Raiders. It sounds to me like the Raiders are. Raiders and Steelers are kind of owned by Mexico. That's why you've got the Raiders out there because of Tom Flores. Right, and right, Jim Plunkett, and Jim Plunkett, I believe, right. were both Mexican, right? Yes, yes, to some degree, absolutely. Um, I, in all honesty, I love the Mexico game because I think there's a, is a ton of fans, and I think I can fit like 100,000 people in yeah, that stadium. absolutely, yep. So They have the, they have the, uh, now, the record for an NFL game, like 113,000, I think, like back in the 90s when the Cowboys and the uh, Oilers, I think, played. No shit. Yeah, yeah, and that was a preseason so, game. That was, and I was saying this earlier. That was a preseason game, and they sold that place out, packed them, and it was crazy. It was like a crazy atmosphere. And they I, apparently Mexico, and the and the people there are big NFL fans. And it's only growing over the years, like exponentially. So basically, they have what they have that London doesn't have are fans. Right. Exactly. That's what you're saying. Yes. The yes. Big difference. Right. The big difference between the two the two international games <laughs> right. are fans. Right. And the, but, but time zones time zone still favors London. Yes, I guess so. Um, I mean, well, the other thing that the only want, negative you, thing that Mexico has that you know is is probably the the kind of the safety and the and the um and the um Is that the only negative thing? The other <laughs> negative thing is that we're be allowed to go to Mexico in about three months. <laughs> There'll be a giant wall. Well, there will be a giant wall there, right? There will be. They will pro- preclude us. <laughs> and uh, I've heard that part of Trump's new policy is no American sports in Mexico. Really? That's no. Shut up. Oh my God! I, I see. That wasn't too far fetched, though. I wouldn't. You believe wouldn't. anything, right? At this point, you believe anything. Yes, absolutely, you absolutely. Anything. Yes, definitely. But would you? So, so let me just bring it back there. You believe Brock Osweiler can win with a hundred thousand fans staring at, probably cheering against him? No. And I think that, you don't think so. No, no, because that is the other thing. I, I, you, I think you touched on a little bit, but apparently Mexico is big Raider Nation, and yeah, um, I think I think 
predominantly that that crowd is going to be pro Raiders, and I think it's going to be. I think it's going to give the Raiders actually the edge um, in that game. Yeah. What what what's the line? What's the line? Let's get into these. Pitches. Yeah, let's do it. Let's get into time. it. All right. Um, yeah, we only got about twenty five minutes here. Five, five and a half. Yeah, it's five and a half. Uh, Houston's getting five and a half points. Houston's getting five and a half. Right. Me, do I get to go first because I'm because I'm on vacation? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. The only other thing I'm going to okay, tell you great. before you make this pick is apparently the altitude there. It's even a couple thousand feet higher than Denver, so apparently altitude is going to maybe uh, be a huge factor in this game. Um, and in, 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 in a few ways, we're on with with the players and and you know how they can perform, but also. Think about the kicking game. Um, the ball can travel a little bit further, a little, you know, uh, a little easier to kick. I think I don't know who's got a better kicker. I don't Sebastian Janikowski. In any instance, I would say that favors Brock Osweiler. That a he's from Montana, b he played in Denver for the past three seasons. Right. Maybe he's a little. Maybe that's a secret. Maybe. Maybe that's maybe that's the hot take, Chris. Maybe. But o- Oakland. Oakland also plays in Denver once a year, so they're a little, and they've already played there, I believe, already. So they're a little bit used to it. I don't know as a team. Um, Listen, I don't know. Just make a pick. The pick is I like that. I like that idea. I like the idea that Houston could win. That this is the Raiders come back to earth game. Five and a half is a. Is doesn't seem like enough for for the Texans. I think Texans will get their ass kicked. Yeah, but I feel like this touch most of their games kind of close. Yeah, and probably. Their, and their defense is sneaky weird. It is. So you might have just changed my mind with that whole altitude thing, which shows about how much I know about gambling. <laughs> but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take my pick, and I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Rock Osweiler. Oh, golden goose! All right, good. I'm taking, I'm taking the golden goose in five and a half. Good, good. I'm glad. I'm glad you're doing that because I'm. I've. I've been on the fence on this one all day. Um, and I. You're I just still locked in on the Raiders. Yeah, I'm still. Raiders, I'm so. still locked on the Raiders, and just because I think they got the home field advantage, and I think they're. I think it's going to be. I think they're going to actually be juiced up for this game, uh, and with the crowd with gotten their, having yeah, their back yeah, and the whole they're thing. Excited, cars excited. Yeah, but maybe a little too excited. Maybe, maybe, but then second half they settle down, and I and I think uh, I think you know, they just explode all over them like it a sure, pre-PS. It sure team. feels like a trap, though. It feels like a hundred thousand people shooting against Brock Osweiler. <laughs> feels like a, an insurmountable. This is the Golden Goose is coming out party. I'm a, I'm a chance taker. I'm on vacation. I'm a chance taker. There you go. I like it. I, I like mean, it. I'm at, I'm actually about to to approach a hooker right now while my wife's in the ocean. So <laughs> I'm I'm going to take a chance. I'm gonna <laughs> I want to see if I can get living on the edge. While while making my now come on, joking of course. All right, let's just that was a joke. That was a joke. Let's go. All right, Thursday, Thanksgiving, which means three games. Yeah, we get three games. I think the Steelers fall into that mix, right? They do. They're the third of the three games. We'll get to that one. So first, we're we're starting. I think the morning uh, is Minnesota at Detroit. And uh, Minnesota gets so two, the, two and a half. That's the eight a.m. game where I am. Yeah, nice, um, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a hell of a way to wake up. Get out, don't even get out of bed till <laughs> halftime. Game. Uh, yeah, it's your pick. Yeah, I'll let you. I'm not going to jump. What do you like? Um, you know, as much as you know, you know, I've been writing Detroit this most of the season. Um, but Minnesota showed me something yesterday against Arizona. 
Detroit's offense, I think, is susceptible to a, a good defense like Minnesota's. Um, and it's it's two and a half points. I think this game will be close. It might come down to the wire. Uh, I'm I'm actually going to take Minnesota on the road, and I'll take the two and a half points. If I if I thought Detroit's defense was worth a shit, right. I would I would go. I'd take Minnesota. I don't think they're worth a shit. I think that maybe Zimmer right of the ship yesterday. I can't tell. I didn't watch that game. I have no idea. Yeah. Arizona just sucks. They're just they suck. I mean, Ar- Arians is back in the hospital. Yeah. I hope he's that's, okay. That's all over. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Detroit. I I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go Detroit just because they're at home and they're weird. And last week Brooke talked said they're weird and they're good at home and he was right. And I'm gonna take Brooke's advice. This is gonna be my Brooke's advice pick of the week. Great, nice. Okay, I like it. I'm gonna write that one in there. I um, can learn. I yeah. can learn. Yeah, hopefully, I can learn. Oh, one of us has to. For crying out loud! <laughs> um, just uh, to, speaking of, so where are we yeah, with our overall record? I was just going to say that. So uh, last week, you were actually you were a, you were you were a good seven and five. Yeah. Um, I was six not, and six. Not great, but not horrible. No, and Brooke was eight and four, so he led the way. But he only he only beat you by one game, so that's not bad for you, actually. You know. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, but so overall, uh, overall, you're seventy-seven and seventy-six. And uh, I'm 78 and 75. You're 78 and 75. What am I? 77 and 76. Wait, you're ahead of me? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah, I pulled ahead a couple weeks ago. I, you know. Ah, fuck yourself. Yeah, All right. Silent Assassin snuck in there without you knowing it. Fuck pulled you. Yeah, there you go. There well, you go. Well, maybe because you had more time off. Maybe, maybe. now that I've got it. Refresh the brain a little bit. Yeah. They go huddle with these homeless guys real quick. Yeah. Hey guys, you don't mind me getting in this tent, yeah. do you? No. All right, cool. Yeah. Go knock some coconuts All right, together. All right. I next game. Let's go. All right. Next game. Next Thursday, the uh, second middle Thursday, uh, Thursday Thanksgiving game. Washington plus seven in Dallas. When was the last time this game was worth a shit? When we were like ten, um, like how exciting is it for a Cowboys Red Red Bulls game to be this exciting? I, yeah, I don't know. I, that's like actually a great question. I wasn't even thinking about that, but I I was more focused on Dallas is giving up seven points, and I think you know Washington has been playing pretty well lately. I, I think that's a pretty big spread. Um, I mean, I just I don't understand, I don't quite understand that one. I know Dallas is good and they've been kind of rolling all, all over everybody. In Dallas. In Dallas. In Dallas. In Dallas. The only thing I will say with Dallas, and I looked this up, they're um, when they played some good teams this year, they basically had three games against good teams this year. One of them was Wash at Washington, which Dallas won only by four points. Eagles, uh, they had the Eagles at home, they won by six, and they were at Steelers and they won by five. Um, I I just think I think Dallas is rolling a little bit. Uh, or I mean, uh, Washington is rolling a little bit right now. I think they can keep this game pretty close. So I'll, I'll take the seven points. I'll take Washington and the seven points. I like I like where your brain's at. Um, I think Washington is a I think Washington is a good team, and I like this Kelly fella. R. Kelly, their their breakout running back, yeah. R. Kelly. <laughs> I think he's gonna I think he's gonna pee all over. Yeah, he is. <laughs> All right, with that. <laughs> in, in my, in my uh, keep it in the closet pick of the week, I'm going to go. 
<laughs> so I'm going to take the Redskins, too. I'm with you on the skins. Gotcha. Or the, the bowl. The bowl. Sorry, I'm a little blue out here. I apologize. <laughs> I'm, just, go, I'm just writing go. that down. <laughs> I'm just writing that down. All right, got it. All right. All right, final game on Thanksgiving. Uh, Pittsburgh, minus three in Indianapolis, which, again, this is another spread I just don't understand. I mean, Indy's, I guess, has been playing pretty well lately. I don't know if they've been playing that good of teams, though. I, th- I think they're one of those, like, good, bad teams right now where they're probably they're just they're looking better than they actually are. And going against a Pittsburgh team who needs to play well and dominate um, and get in this playoffs and, and make a push, I, I, you have to win this game, and I think they can blow Indianapolis out. I, I mean, I, I think I'm, I, I would, I'd be interested to know how well I picked on Steeler games. I think I've been wrong on every single one of them. Yeah. Um, and this one feels like another one I'm going to be wrong on, but I'm going to go Colts. Okay. I like, I like, I like, I like the, I like the, I like the plus three. I like the home underdog. Okay. Yeah, I mean, and they, they've been, they've, you know, yesterday against the Titans, they came, they came to play, and they, I mean, they put, they put them away early. I mean, they scored like 14 points right away. I mean, Indianapolis might be Pittsburgh, coming around a little bit. I don't think Pittsburgh can beat a good quarterback. I mm. think that's what it boils down to. Interesting. I think Pittsburgh can. I think Pittsburgh loses to shitty, to to beat shitty quarterbacks. I mean, although then you'd have to put Tannehill on the good quarterback category right, but, which isn't quite there yet but, but I, I don't know that's that's it this is i'm i'm reaching a straw i i just feel like it's been so long since there's been a a, a home underdog you could actually get behind yeah and, uh, yeah and this one feels like that one i think they have the offense to to make it potentially troubling with with pittsburgh's defense i guess yeah uh, but, and with, plus pittsburgh pittsburgh kind of sucks like they just kind of suck a little bit. Yeah, a little bit, but like they're that, still better. They're still, they should still be way better than Indy. Deceiving. Like Cleveland is in that game to the very end. Yeah. My wife is literally standing on the beach telling me I'm being too loud, and I am probably <laughs> 90 yards away from her. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. so, sorry about that. Oh. I just get fired up about picks over you, you know what you say? You sound nice and nice and mellow to me on this end. So uh, I, th- I think it I think it evens out nicely. Unfortunately, not for your wife, but for me, it's good. Uh, you got a nice you got a nice tone and a pitch right now. All right. Wait, what? Uh, say that again. Say no, that again. I no. Hear that. <laughs> you, you, oh come on! Then I'm going to disagree with you. And say, you might sound loud over there in Hawaii on your end in the beach, but here in the studio in the headphones, you're sounding pretty smooth and easy. easy and, and oh, nice. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Yep. I knew there was a compliment. Yeah, yeah. I knew there was a compliment in there, yeah. and that's why I, I was just, asked right. you to hear it again. Right. I just can't talk yeah, so much. Yeah, I can yeah. tell by the tone of your voice. Yeah. All right. All right. Go. Sunday's game. What do we got? Sunday's game. San Francisco, who ruined our 14-point our spread yesterday against the Patriots, um, and we lost that game. San Francisco uh, goes to Miami this weekend and gets seven and a half points. Yeah, so my two fucking, the two goddamn teams that I can't possibly come up with a, a solution to. <laughs> I, I, I have no answer. I have no answer for this. Is this your pick first? Um, well, I kind of went with Pittsburgh first, but I can, I can go, I can give you more time, and I can t- I, I know who I'm going to take on this game, so I'll, I'll go first. Um, I mean, I... Whatever you say is not going to change my mind. So That's go ahead fine. And say it. That's fine. So I mean, San Francisco, I think is just terrible. I don't know how they scored. Uh, was was it fourteen? I guess against the Patriots yesterday. Although it might say something about how bad the Patriots actually might be uh, in the long run here. They, they put up seventeen points yesterday, but um, 
I think in Miami, Miami's on a roll. Their, their defense is playing great. They came back out and they scored two touchdowns in the last, I think, three minutes of the game against the Rams there. Um, I, I think Miami can easily That's cover. Quite, quite an accomplishment, I have to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was one of my rants earlier before I called you was about yeah, Jeff Fisher. Well, when, in the fucking, when, is, when is Miami going to do anything worth a shit? Like, yeah, big deal. Right. That was the Rams. Right, exactly. But I, I think they can easily cover seven and a half points at home against the 49ers. The only thing I worry about is, is like yesterday, I think Kaepernick and, and the 49er offense got a garbage garbage time touchdown, which, which ruined our spread. It wasn't garbage but. time, though. I, so I watched that fourth quarter. Oh. It wasn't that garbage. Like, San Francisco's defense is shit. Right. Like, San Francisco's defense is shit. But Kaepernick looks like he knows what – like, he's dangerous out yeah. there. He's still a dangerous yeah. – he, and he's finding receivers that no one's ever heard of. There yeah. are no receivers on that team. Yeah, he has. Yeah. Kaepernick, I can I can say with all honesty, is the best player on that team. Yeah, hands down, I, best player on that team. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. At least on the offense. Yeah, so, easily. So you're you're taking you're taking Miami. I am taking Miami. I think Miami's defense is actually pretty good, and I th- I think they can maybe. Uh, Hold hold uh, San Francisco in check. I am I am a little worried with just that point spread. Miami or San Francisco just getting a few points and and covering. But um, I'll I'll take Miami and, and give up the seven and a half. I'm taking Frisco, baby. Got it. I like what I saw to Kaepernick, and I think that everyone's jumping on the Miami bandwagon so unnecessarily. <laughs> they haven't played anybody worth their <laughs> worth their stall. And I think that Frisco's probably another one of those teams, and they could easily be six wins in a row. But they haven't played anybody except for a Pittsburgh team that I still don't think was that great right. that week. But I'll take first, I'll take seven and a half okay. any day of the week. Yeah, fine. Done. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, Chicago yeah. is hosting my Titans, and uh, Chicago's getting one point. What do you think? So, so I have a quick question. Mm-hmm. I was looking at the standings. I think that you can get rid of any team that doesn't have five wins in the NFL. I think any easily. team four wins and under, which puts 11 teams in the AFC still still in the picture and nine NFC teams. Yeah, right. And the Titans, and the Titans to me, are a lot away from being, I would count them out. Because I think the Colts are on the come up, and I think Houston could probably hold on. Yes. Right. I, now, you might disagree, no. but I feel like, no, I agree. I agree I with like you wholeheartedly this on that. Is a, this is a make it or break it game for Tennessee. If I'm picking first, I'll definitely take the minus one. I think Tennessee's got. I think Mario does not. He only had 17 points for the first time in a while, but still 17. I mean, against a bad defense too, actually. But I think Chicago's broken. I think Alshon Jeffrey's gone for the season. Yeah. I think at this point they're playing for a fucking draft pick. They want a quarterback. Yeah. They're gonna need a quarterback. Yep. And so I think they tank, and I think they lose this game. Yeah, that's my choice. That's I agree. My pick. I agree. I, I just I've been I've been off of Chicago's bandwagon all season, um, and on Titans, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do anything different with this game. I, I think tight, one point's not gonna make me think Chicago. Chicago hung in there weirdly uh, yesterday for <laughs> at least a half against the the Giants, which was a little too troubling. And it makes me further yeah. like I can't understand what the Giants actually. You know, how do they have seven wins at this point? Um, but Chicago might be a little sneaky good. They might be. They might be a two quarter or three quarter kind of team. That you know they can they, they can only go so far, and then they kind of lose it within that last quarter or two in the game and just can't hang on to the very end. Uh, so 
they, they might make things interesting early, but I, I think Titans uh, win this uh, and win, the, you know, and no problem. I'm a, I'm a little surprised it's even that close, to be honest. With yeah, you. I'm. I am too, actually. I I was too, but I guess Chicago being at home might mean something a little bit in that game. But um, all right, and the next one, Arizona, right. who is absolutely falling apart, like we talked about, who has no shot because I think, uh, like you were saying, they're one of those teams. Do they have four wins? Um, they have four wins. Uh, they go to Atlanta. Play the Falcons coming off a bye, I believe. Didn't they? I don't think they played yeah. yesterday. Yep. And uh, Arizona gets four points in Hot Atlanta. It's hard to say how good or bad Atlanta is coming off of a bye. I think they're a mixed feeling. I think they're on. They're either on the verge of a swoon, or they're going to prove us and Michael Irving right that they're in it for real. I mean, this is your pick, Chris. Yeah. I mean, I, this is a no-brainer. I think Arizona's – I mean, Carson Palmer was just getting annihilated. I think Atlanta's defense can actually pressure Carson Palmer and get past – Arizona has no offensive line. Um, and Atlanta's defense is good enough. I, I'll, I'll take Atlanta at home and give up the four points. I, I just don't even think this is even probably a game. I I think this is the end of Carson Palmer. I think this will be the last season we see him. And it might be – I think he'd be a fool. I think he'd be a fool to even try to have a season next year. Right. And I think he's done, and this is one of those games where he's done. I like Atlanta. I like Atlanta. Four points. If it was if it was five, maybe, or four, I'm just gonna take Atlanta. Yeah, I think anything over a touchdown would have been would have been I might have I might have given Arizona's con- consideration but a touchdown, all right. Yeah, all right. I, I think Atlanta's way better than Arizona, especially at home. I, I think I, I think, agree. Yeah. I agree. All right, let's move on. I think that they, I think they proved it last week. Arizona just can't compete with the with the playoff caliber team. Yep. This is a playoff caliber team. They're out of their fucking league. Absolutely. All right. Uh, Cincinnati travels to Baltimore. Uh, th- plus three and a half for Cincinnati. Cincinnati might be done. They're a three-win team right now. Baltimore is somehow still in the top of the division, uh, but they look like one of those you know bad teams, you know, uh, good teams. I, I don't know. I think their schedule gets a little tougher as we go here second half of the season, the rest of the season. Um, but Baltimore at home giving up three and a half points. I'm actually tempted to go with Cincinnati and take the points on that one. What do you think? It's a, it's a weird – it's weird. I, I somehow – think that Ray Lewis might have changed his team into being back. <laughs> like, who, who fucking comes after the team that's winning? Like, what a weird dude in, before their first good week. Like, his, his excuse is that he's saying that he wanted to get his team fired up because he's a Raven for life, and then they lose. Like, he just puts doubt on the quarterback, like, unnecessarily, and makes him have to have a press conference. Right. Honestly, I honestly think that like Flacco is that flappable, and I think that Cincinnati wins this game. I think not even like covered. I think Cincinnati straight up wins this game. I, I was thinking the same thing too, and the only thing that gave me pause is just remembering that AJ Green I think is done for the season pretty much here at this point. Yeah, but I think that this is, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing because I think Trevor Boyd. I think Trevor is his first name. Boyd. Right. Is our rookie the rookie uh, receiver who hasn't got any looks? Yep. And now he's forced to be a number two, and I, that dude is fucking good. Yeah. He's a great receiver. Yep. I think that actually getting at like AJ Green demanding fucking twenty three looks a game, mm-hmm. like that actually opens up the field a little bit. I, I like Cincinnati's tight end. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that Hill is starting to catch on, and I think Gio Bernard is just out of the question now. I think he might be out. Uh, he's out for the out season now. two, I think. So, yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. So, so then you've got a real team who's still a fringe playoff team, even though that goes against my five win prediction thing. I might be trying. You, you're listening to me talk myself into it, but I believe it. No, I, I'm. We got five minutes. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on the thing with Cincinnati, and, and maybe uh, you know they rally around having AJ gone at least for this next game and and come out with a win. So, next game, Giants at Cleveland. Cleveland still looking for the first win. Get six and a half points at home against the Giants. Your pick. Yeah. Your um, pick. <laughs> I just don't think Cleveland. I, th- I think Giants are good enough. I think they can come away, even giving up six and a half points against Cleveland. I, I-, I don't know what Cleveland has left in the tank. Um, I-, I don't know if they have any enthusiasm to play these games anymore. Um, I-, I don't think the players care so much anymore, and so I'll, I'll take the Giants. Yeah, I'm going to – don't don't ever quote me on this, but Eli is too good to lose this game. Uh, yeah, exactly. I think I think, I think think the Giants the Giants take care of business. Okay. Seven's easy. Great. All right, next game. Next, uh, next up. Rams at New Orleans. Uh, and Rams getting six and a half points uh, in the Big Easy. I just don't see that one either. I, I think I'd, I'd take uh, Saints and then offense and, and all day long. Yeah. Saints still think they can make the playoffs. I'm with you, Saints, all day long. Yep. Cover to six. And I think the Rams yeah. are starting to not play for Fisher. I, I, I think at this point, Fisher's done. Yeah. Um, who knows exactly. if they Yeah, exactly. Well, Foregone conclusion. Yeah. All right. right, Jackson, Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Your Jags. Your Blake Bortles goes to Buffalo. Gets seven points. Uh, Can they do anything? Lock of the week. Lock of the week. Lock of the week. Jacksonville. Take Jacksonville plus seven. Wow. Only lose by seven. I think this line will even squeak up to seven and a half, and that's when you really want it. But I'd take Jacksonville with a seven now. Do it. What do you like, Chris? Um, Buffalo's, you know what? <laughs> I think Jacksonville's another one of those teams. That they're just lost. Uh, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna take Buffalo at home. I'll give it the seven points. I think their defense and offense is, is too much overall. I'll take Buffalo. I think I think you're probably right. Yeah. But I'm just gonna whatever. Take yeah. I'll, th- I'll throw a pick. I know you love Jacksonville, so t- you should take the you should take that pick, and ride them to the yeah. end. What? All right. All next right. game, San, San Diego, Diego at Houston. Houston. San Diego gets one point going into Houston. If you're taking San Diego, that means you think that San Diego is going to beat Houston. Yeah, I'm not. I, I think Houston yeah. will at home. I don't. I don't think you can go against Houston at home against San Diego, which the, their games are always I close, agree. right? But I agree wholeheartedly. This feels good. This yeah. feels like a real pick. I, I agree with you. <laughs> it is good. All right. All right. Move on. All right. My Seahawks in Tampa Bay, giving up five and a half points. Um, Seahawks are looking great. They're kind of rolling. Um, my only Hawks are looking good, but the Bucks played decent last week. They did. You know what? And the, you know the funny thing is, Tampa Bay has a. I think they're four and one on the road. Tampa and Bay in yeah. Tampa Bay five and a half. I think the Hawks win this game. Yeah, but I don't think they win by five and a half. I take the Bucks in the point. Wow. Okay. Great. I think. Um, I mean, the only thing that gave me pause with this one is uh, Tampa Bay. A couple of years ago, they 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 almost beat Seattle at home. But I'll take I'll take Seattle and the po- uh, give up the points. I think they're just rolling right now too much, uh, and five and a half isn't enough. All right. All right. Next game, Carolina right. at Oakland. Carolina plus four. What do you like? Go. Uh, I'll take Oakland at home. I'll give up the four points. Uh, Carolina just I they lost that game to uh, New Orleans last week. Um, they blew it. Uh, I, wouldn't fuck, I wouldn't fuck with Oakland at home. Yep. Either. Exactly. I'll All right. Take, I'll take Oakland at home. Cool. Next one. Next game. Uh, two more. Two more. New England at the Jets. 
Um, Jets plus eight and a half against Oakland, even though they're home. I'm not buying it. I'll take New England. Uh, dominate I the Jets. disagree. I disagree. I think Fitzpatrick's back. I love. I've always loved Fitzpatrick. One of my favorite quarterbacks of all time. Hurry up. And I think that no, I think that I think that this is like the salvation game for 